Welcome to Link to Hope, a podcast from Kentucky Cancer Link. I'm your host, Ben Keaton. Until there's a cure for cancer, Kentuckians need hope today. Link to Hope is a monthly podcast featuring experts discussing ways to remove barriers for Kentuckians in need of screening, diagnosis, and treatment for cancer. Melanie, I, um, I love today's conversation. Uh, hit a little close to home for me and for you um, because I know that we both had our colonoscopies this year. Uh, so we're talking with um, Amanda Smart and Misty Rono with um, with Colon Cancer Prevention Project. Um, you know, tell me a little bit about why this this is a, a topic that you wanted to make sure that we covered. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because being um, the director of community outreach, being in the community and talking with individuals, um, that is certainly not all of what we do at KCL, but you know, it, it is a big part of it, um, the colon cancer prevention. And so I encourage people to um, have those screenings. And so for me, it was really important because when I encourage people to have a colonoscopy, now I can let them know what, what it's actually like. I can tell them, you know, obviously my experience may be different than, than others, um, but I can tell them firsthand, you know, listen, I am practicing what I preach and I had a colonoscopy and it really isn't that bad. And it's a, a test that could potentially save your life. So it is so important and I'm so passionate about it. And I'm just I'm excited about this conversation. And, and I think you'll hear in the episode, you know, the idea of kind of real talk around the colonoscopy. And you know, I think a colonoscopy, colonoscopy can be a little scary. It's a little intimidating. Uh, and, you know, the fact that, that I think we can be open and honest and, and have real talk around that really can make a difference. Absolutely. I agree. Let's listen to the episode. Amanda and Misty, uh, thank you for joining us and, and coming back on and talking uh, more about the work that the Colon Cancer Prevention Project is doing. Uh, we love your organization and we love the work that you guys do. So why don't, you, why don't we start by giving a quick little update um, about some of the things that you have done um, over the last year. And for the, the listeners that maybe haven't heard one of our previous episodes, why don't you give a background on the Colon Cancer Prevention Project? Amanda, you want me to field that one? Okay. <laughs> so um, for anybody that doesn't know, um, the Colon Cancer Prevention Project was started in 2003 by our founder, Dr. Whitney Jones. Um, his intention really was to increase the screening rates after his work uh, led him to kind of understand that at the time, Kentucky had one of the lowest screening rates in the country and one of the highest mortality rates. Um, so that turned into 2008 legislation being passed to include colorectal cancer screenings for insured patients. Then that led to the development of the Kentucky Colon Cancer Screening and Prevention Program uh, to be expanding coverage for screenings for the uninsured in Kentucky. And uh, Dr. Jones's vision is really um, initiated a movement that has pushed Kentucky to be the most improved state for screenings and outcomes over the last 20 years. And, uh, and we've really become a, a model for other states working to reduce barriers. So we officially get an award for most improved and not just participation award. I think that's, uh, that, that says something really good for this initiative. <laughs> so what are some it's of the huge. things that- It's very huge. And it's, yeah, what are some of the things that you all have done uh, over, over the course of the last year that you all are particularly proud of? Oh, and I, I know for me, uh, Amanda and I were just talking about this before the 
the podcast, but for me, walking into it, uh, seeing how in the last year, we have a, a program that's, uh, it's a mitigation program for first responders. It's an education and mitigation program. And um, it's named after an essential member of the project's community who we lost in February of 22, um, after a four year battle with cancer. Um, his name was Deputy Chief Bruce Dark of Jeffersonville Fire Department. And um, because of his service and um, his bringing awareness to the fact that first responders are at a higher risk of colorectal cancers I, by a lot, by like 10 to 45 percent more compared to the risk of the general population. Um, we were able to really start pushing for uh, education and mitigation through uh, certain items that help firefighters uh, that that are going to be exposed to these carcinogens. Um, and we renamed our program to the Bruce's Bucket Brigade in honor of him. And that's, I mean, that is such a huge thing. And it's really going to allow us to push into out, out of the normal region of uh, Kentucky and into Southern Indiana in ways that we, we didn't really think about before, so. And our goal is to educate every firehouse in Kentucky and Southern Indiana so we can help them reduce their exposures, their risks, prevent cancer, because they're at a high risk of not only colon cancer, but a long list, unfortunately, of other cancers. So luckily, we get to so, change our programs a little bit every year, but this is one that we see as kind of our long, long-term long program and goal. So, so that's great. And and you all were able to identify kind of a specific niche group that, uh, that that needed some attention. And I know that's not the first time you all have done it. You, you've you've identified groups, especially minority groups that, that were that had low screening rates and things like that in the past. Uh, can you talk a little bit about, you know, some of the different programs that you all offer and some of the, the specific groups that you all have targeted? Absolutely. I miss you all start with our fighters fund. We do have a fighters fund in, in the entire state of Kentucky and Southern Indiana. And anybody that is going through treatment for colon cancer can apply for that. So that is one of our programs that we have too. Last year, we did a lot with marketing. We had focus groups in Appalachia and the West End of Louisville. And we made specialized ads and educational pieces um, to kind of just get the word out about screening is now at 45 and not 50 and let people know of their different options that they have for screening, that there are other options besides colonoscopy. And then also we wanted to let them know about the KCCSPP program, the state program that screens people that did, don't have insurance or that are underinsured. And you mentioned our uh, favorite word, colonoscopy. Um, that's still, I'm assuming, the uh, one, one of the preferred ways to, to um, do early detection for colon cancer. Absolutely, that's the gold standard. And um, I'm gonna, uh, ask uh, Melanie to chime in along with me because uh, we both uh, have reached that ripe old age that we received our first colonoscopy uh, this year. I think I had mine back in June or July. Uh, Melanie, you had a colonoscopy this year, right? I did, I had mine in October. So I turned 45 in June. And, you know, to be honest, I kind of put it off for a little bit. I was a little, it, it kind of made me a little anxious. I am one of those anomalies. I've, I've never had a surgery, knock on wood. The only surgery I had was in high school. I had my um, wisdom teeth cut out. That was it. I, I tell people that and they're like, really? So I was, yeah, I was just a little anxious about it. Furthermore, 
Um, you know, a couple of years ago, the World Health Organization came out with a, a study saying that hot dogs and lunch meat were carcinogens. And, you know, I, I'm going to just be real honest. I love hot dogs and lunch meats. I mean, who doesn't? <laughs> I know. I mean, <laughs> I pass up that $1.50 Costco deal. I mean, it's, yeah. Anyway, so I was a little, I don't have a family history. Um, but yeah, I was like, you know, great. I'm going to, they're going to go in there. And that's another thing, you know, I did the doctor who did my colonoscopy. He was, let's just say he was not unattractive. So I'm like, <laughs> I told him, I'm like of course, you know, I would get the, the doctor who is, you know, again, not unattractive. And I asked, I, I'm him, sorry, was this McDreamy? Was McDreamy your, um, um... I feel like I know this gastro. <laughs> Uh, I'm not going to say any names, but he was, he was, he was dreamy. And, you know, I kind of laughed with my husband about him, like, of course. So I even asked him in the, you know, once they gave me the IV, I was curious. I'm like, okay, so how big is this pro this thing that's going to go in my body? Like, I just want to gauge, like, I just, I just kind of need to know. So he, let me know. He's like, it's about as big as my finger. He's like, but we use a lot of lube, you know, just <laughs> transparent. I know it's, we've got to laugh about these things. Yeah. It's real talk. So I said, okay, well, let's, let's do this. So, um, yeah, he didn't buy me dinner first or anything, so. <laughs> but, um, I did get to try propofol. I've never had it. Wow. Michael Jackson drug. Something else. Yeah. So, <laughs> Yeah, apparently when I came um, out of anesthesia, I was just thanking everyone profusely, you know, like, thank you so much. I'm just so great. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was. But yeah, I mean, the prep was it wasn't terrible. I had to do Miralax. So they gave me about a 32 ounce. I think it was 32 ounces. I split it between two bottles of Powerade Zero. Um you know, you can't have certain flavors or colors, so it was limited. But then also Dolcolax, which is a stool softener. And I mean, buddy, it cleans you right out. You listen, the next day I could, my skinny jeans were loose and I, it was, it was nice for a day or two. Um, but yeah, it, the worst part for me, I think, was not being able to eat because I, I hate missing meals. So that was the worst part, but you know, it was a really, honestly, it wasn't terrible. It, it's over with my colon was clean as a whistle. I had no polyps. So that was one of the reasons I was just really grateful. Um, they said to come back in 10 years and um, they said they, I had an excellent bowel prep. So, you know, I admittedly, I wasn't a really excellent student. So I, tell people I aced my colonoscopy. <laughs> well, mine is not too uh, dissimilar from you. I did have a, fa I do have a family history of, of colon cancer. Uh, my grandfather had colon cancer and, and had, um, you know, several feet of his uh, um, intestines removed um, due to um, some spreading cancer. And so we, we've always been very conscientious of it. Uh, my mom gets a, a colonoscopy very frequently. Um, and, uh, and so she encouraged me as soon as I, I was able to, to, to go ahead and go through with the colonoscopy. Um, my experience was very similar to yours. I, I was a little nervous. I was a little anxious going into it, uh, but it was easy peasy. 
Um, the prep is, you know, not, not a ton of fun, but, um, you know, very survivable. Uh, my biggest lesson learned from that is again, you're hungry. And I thought I would, uh, uh, distract myself by going and watching a movie at a movie theater, uh, until I got there and I realized that they're pumping that popcorn smell into the movie theater and i just about murdered somebody but outside of that it was uh it, it was a piece of cake um i did not have mcdreamy um and so i was yeah that's and okay you started your prep after the movies right <laughs> i did start the prep after the movies i was i was uh, correct i was i was fasting uh before and i started the prep uh after yes yeah good good call thank you for nice. uh, that correction uh did but the, uh, the go ahead did you guys happen to see the uh, PSA that was aired recently with Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that is so great. I mean, in in sharing our stories and really making it relatable, I thought that they did a fantastic job of targeting that younger demographic, you know, that's of age now to be screened. So. I appreciate you saying younger. Um, yeah, the because I don't feel that way. Uh, you know, I, I, I think that's actually a really good point is, you know, and part of the reason I wanted to have this conversation today is, you know, I think normalizing, you know, getting a colonoscopy, you know, it, it, it's it's something that we all need to do. It's not that bad. It's, you know, one and a half days of prep and, and the procedure. And, you know, it, it can be life saving. I did have a polyp, up, um, you know, nothing bad. There's no cancer in there, but I am going to go back in five years and just, you know, continue to monitor it for myself. Um, but I know a lot of people, uh, my wife being one of them, who I hope is listening to this, who has not had her colonoscopy yet uh, because she's scared of it, doesn't want to deal with the prep and all that. And it's, you know, it really isn't that bad. And I think the more that we can normalize this conversation uh, and have a little fun with it, uh, the better. Um, kind of like you, Melanie, I, when I came out of my prep, um, I was, uh, delusional. Um, and the only thing that I could focus on was the, uh, the, the, the sound of my heartbeat on the monitor. And apparently the nurse said that I kept counting my heartbeat over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so propofol is a, uh, is an amazing drug and it's the best nap you'll ever have. And, um, and you wake up a little bit loopy, but I, you know, 20 minutes later, I was completely fine. Yeah. And, you know, I will say we went, we headed straight to Josie's and I had the Chevy Chase special. It's all the things like it's, it's kind of like the Waffle House all-star special. I mean, yeah, it was, it never tasted so good. It was amazing. So. Yes. Yeah. So everybody that's listening, go get your colonoscopy. Don't go to the movie theater while you're fasting because that's just punishment. <laughs> And they make it that way on purpose. Oh, I wanted to say too about the bathroom discussion. Missy and I were talking about this, that when I was a child, you know, my parents used to give me cookies when I went to the bathroom and told them about it. And then somewhere around middle school, it wasn't appropriate to discuss that anymore. We're going to the bathroom or bell habits or anything. And I'm, I'm saying we need to change that. It is appropriate conversation anytime, anywhere. And it's not inappropriate to discuss things. And especially now with the trend we're seeing with a lot of young people getting colon cancer and having just IBS and other issues like that, we need to have that discussion and talk about it and know what's normal and what's not. 
I, I do think that uh, one big way, normalizing the conversation is the, the biggest way, I think, to reduce the stigma around the colonoscopies. I think that our organization in particular does a really good job of adding levity to the conversation. We have these events that we, you know, they're tongue in cheek. We call them the bottoms up bash, the kicking butt 5K, the colon one golf scramble. Um, Whitney Jones is our founder and he's, you know, famous for saying leading from the behind. That's like his thing. You know, I mean, I think that if you can giggle about it it makes opening up that conversation much easier so for for folks that um you know maybe are of age and haven't had their their first colonoscopy um where, where do they where do they go where do they start do they t- talk to their primary care doctor um you know how, how do they go about the uh, the, the process of, of of joining us in this conversation great question yes they can get a direct referral from their primary care provider their pcp so that is probably the best way to do it. And or if they don't want to get a colonoscopy, their PCP can also order them a take home test. They can be poop in a box. <laughs> There's a couple different options right now for non-invasive tests. So if you're not a person who's having symptoms and you're not of high risk, um, tests like the FIT test, which is a stool test, or the Cologuard, which is a stool DNA test are great options for people, you know, and then of course, if you were to have a positive result, you would have to go get a colonoscopy for your screening to be complete. But, but it's a great first step, non-invasive and much less scary, I think for people. And not have to go get a colonoscopy. You get to go get a colonoscopy. Yeah. And I'll just say I've had two. my first one was in high school. Not a big deal. Not, not a big deal at all. (laughs) If a high schooler can do it, you can do it. Exactly. Yes. Well, speaking of, of, of tests, I know that there's a lot of uh, innovation going on in the cancer detection space as well. So, we, you know, we've talked about the colonoscopy, which is the tried and true gold standard method. Um, and we've had some some um, innovations in the, um, you know, poop in a box uh, mail-in tests. <laughs> uh, but there's also some some other um, uh, tests that are coming up down the road where we're, you know, we're really kind of pushing you know, the innovation front, um, especially around the multi-cancer early detection. Can you talk a little bit about, you know, what those tests are and and what they might mean um, for for catching things like colon cancer and other forms of cancer early? Absolutely. So the multi-detection test is a blood draw and it detects up to 50 types of cancers. I mean, this is something that I think that I dreamed about when I was a kid. You know, it's kind of the future. Very exciting. Such a simple test. And it's needed for a lot of people, especially seniors. So it's recommended for people that are 50 and up right now. And, and what are the benefits? I think you know, this will sound fairly obvious, but but what are the benefits of, of, of early detection? So for a lot of cancers out there, there's not early detection. There aren't good tests yet. Keyword yet. So for colon cancer, we're so lucky that we have uh, colonoscopy and other life-saving tests that people can do. But for other cancers like pancreatic cancer, there's just not that early detection. So this test would detect that. And um, 50 plus cancers, there's a lot out there like pancreatic cancer that just don't have that early detection available. And for colon cancer, like our entire organization exists, our mission is to uh, prevent unnecessary deaths and suffering. I mean, that's, that's what early detection gets you. So. so with, yeah, with colon cancer, um, you can, you know, if you catch it early, colon cancer can be very survivable, but if you catch it late, it, 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 um, it can be fatal. Is, is, is that correct? Yes, absolutely. And so that's what also these blood tests would do is catch 
multiple different cancers very, very early when that tumor starts shedding DNA. Yeah, I think that's a, a very interesting point. The, you know, just because we've created something, if we don't have a pathway to get that to the patients, um, then then people don't have access to, to, to the care. You know, tests can be expensive, and if they're not covered by insurance, uh, they may not be available to everybody. And so making sure that, you know, making sure that everybody has um, availability to, to these important tests is, is you know, kind of key to that access to care um, question that, that we often talk about. And it's just so amazing that we have this technology, so we want to be able to use this technology in a timely fashion. Well, this has been a great conversation. Uh, anytime that we can talk about colonoscopies, I think we should. So uh, so we'll, we'll have you guys back on after uh, my next colonoscopy in five years and Melanie's colonoscopy in 10 years. Um, but uh, anything else you want to make sure that uh, listeners know about, about uh, the work that you guys are doing or, um, or, or, or work in the colon cancer um, space? Um, I do want to finish really quick and say that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid have finalized a proposed rule. So now Medicare beneficiaries are not going to face any out-of-pocket costs for a follow-up colonoscopy after maybe a take-home test, a fit test. So people can cannot worry about that. So basically that was the bait and switch of people would go in for a colonoscopy and then receive a bill afterwards. That is not the case anymore in Kentucky. And the project is also currently uh, working to advocate on behalf of processes uh, that, you know, come from if you have a positive uh, preliminary test, what happens next? Who is the continuing care doctor? Like, how is that process going to work for everyone? Because it's not uh, established yet. So that'll be on the horizon for the next couple of years, probably reaching out to pharmacists and practitioners. Well, great. If uh, folks want to stay in touch with you all and learn more about um, not only the Colon Cancer Prevention Project, but different ways of getting engaged, how what, what's the best way for them to, uh, to, to find out more information? Well, funny enough, our website is kickingbutt.org. <laughs> so go check that out. And, um, and also, Misty, did you have anything else? Um, you can reach us by email or phone. All of our information is available on our website. Um, Let's see. Uh, there are plenty of volunteer opportunities and really something that we do that I, aside from the advocacy, uh, is provide support for people who are suffering from cancer. But also we've built this really amazing community of survivors, and that's really taken on a life of its own. Um, it's growing every day. Monthly they have dinners together, and it's just such a nice resource for people who are struggling uh, with this disease. Uh, as you may or may not know, the Colon Cancer Prevention Project is the only nonprofit organization in the whole state dedicated to colon cancer. So it gives people a, a place to go where they don't have to explain things all the time. It's very nice. And if you want to come hang out with us, we do have our Bottoms Up Bash, which is the first Friday in March, Dress in Blue Day. And that's going to be at the Olmstead in Louisville, Kentucky. And then we already have a date for our next walk. And that's going to be September 25th of 2023. And it's going to be a fun dog-friendly event. So bring your dog. Come check it out and check out our petting zoo. Awesome. Well, thank you all. We're big fans of the work you're doing. We want to continue to raise awareness about uh, uh, colonoscopies and, and other ways of early detection around cancers. Uh, so thank you for, for all the hard work, and uh, we'll be back in touch. Thank, thank you. you for having us. Thanks for being a part of our conversation. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform. If you liked what you heard, please leave us a review and share on social media. 
We are back each month with a new episode. Please join us next time.